podcast for November 12, 2010. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from deep inside the Decision Points fact-check drinking game, it's the professional left with Drift Class and Blue Gal. Maggie Thatcher came in, (laughs) and she's drunk. (laughs) But I love Mr. Bush. I love his drinking game, and I love his book. (laughs) I think it was was Barbara Bush. Piss off. (laughs) Here, look at the fetus. (laughs) God, that was so disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I just need to break up the energy a little bit. Oh, man. I went all all set up. So where are we? Where are we, Blue Gal? I think we're going to do one more take on that. If you insist, that was my best effort. Go ahead. Let's hear it in your porn star voice now. Waka chawak. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll bring it down a little light for bring the ladies. Bring it down for the ladies and and, to, and the gay men. I need a blue light here. A nice, lonely, horny blue light here. <laughs> I have a cat here who also wants to send email. So yeah, I'm of course she does. Talking. Isn't it wonderful that we get to say "f you, George Bush" for another week? <laughs> I, I, you know, there are only a very, very few things I'm nostalgic about. <laughs> about the the aughts. <laughs> yeah. See, see my, my problem is I have, a, I have a rare mental disorder called long-term memory. Yeah, remembering shit. I was going to say. Actually, remember the past, <laughs> and I remember what it was really like. And I, I, I took, I really did take meticulous notes. It's called my blog. Yeah. And uh, I remember vividly what you know the past looked like and what was going on in the aughts, and it ain't pretty. No, but, and, and it's interesting that there's a reason why there are fewer bloggers today than there were yeah, in 2008. Because saying f you to George Bush is really easy. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, when and you're. <laughs> I think if there's any theme going on this week, it's that governing is hard. And it's going to be hard for the GOP. I mean, it's going to be hard for. Well, I'm I'm really finding it fascinating what's going on with this um, defense spending stuff. How Rand Paul seems to be saying, "Oh no, defense spending is on the table," and now the Cat Food Commission, <laughs> which ironically, <laughs> at this exact moment, my cat is coughing up a hairball. Oh, great! So. <laughs> Well, she she heard about the commission and went. Bleh. It's unbearable. It's, it's, for it's her. Un, undigestible by most Americans, by most yeah. of us. You know, it's just completely how to piss off everybody. <laughs> Alan Simpson. Well, and he was a crazy old man to start with. Yes, exactly. They picked this. Yeah. You know, they picked somebody that would just be as cantankerous as he could possibly be to make everyone angry. Well, and, and he I actually kind of, said he's going into the witness protection yeah. program now, and I don't blame him one bit. Well, I studied negotiations for like four days at the John F. Kennedy School. <laughs> a really? long, long, yeah, a long, long, long time you? ago. Huh. It was it was an extension program of a project I was working on, and they sent us over to the Kennedy School. And so, for a, in my mind, it was many months of long study, but it was probably about four hours. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, there's the, the McGeorge Bundy approach and there's the uh, other approach and the Kissinger approach, which is, you know, always give your boss three choices. You know, oh, choice I A. I thought it was go shoot someone in Chile and then you're <laughs> Well, that was the advanced course, I'm afraid. But advanced was, Kissingerism. Advanced Kissingerism, yes, and deny the whole thing. If a country elects someone you don't like, just hire the CIA to shoot the motherfucker. It works brilliantly. 
It works brilliantly, Bugat. Don't don't knock the result. It's, you, you have it's to have not a, funny. It's not just a, not. No, it's not. It's this my country I'm talking about. You have to have yeah, a real voice. This is pathetic. Oh. But step one is, yeah. you know, give your boss three choices. One is the status quo. Two is the end of the world. Three is my alternative. Yeah. Yeah. So I got I got a vibe that the Alan Simpson one is the you know get the scary crazy old man to come yeah, out for to show well and the <laughs> other thing that's really interesting about the cat food commission's report and I think it is you know pretty much dead on arrival it looks like even yeah. the commission won't come to an agreement where fourteen people will sign off on this yeah which they have to right? which they have to right but one of the things I think is interesting about this is that all of a sudden. Those people who are government's bad, government's awful, you know, government sucks. They don't, it doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And here's this, you know, if you want less government, here you go. You know, we're going to cut Social Security, Medicare, and Defense. (laughs) (laughs) What? I was like, what? Let's have a Scooby Doo ending to this one. I know, you middling kids. You know, (laughs) Alan Simpson comes out of the. We well, wouldn't have a federal budget if it weren't for you meddling kids. I, you know, <laughs> if you, if they were willing uh, – first of all, starting with Social Security, mm-hmm. I understand that the proposal is to rage, raise the rage. Boy, is that a, is that a yeah, Freudian slip? Raise the retirement age to 69. Gradually, which I would, yeah. Pardon me? Gradually, I believe. Gradually, yeah. which I would be in favor of if they would raise the age discrimination age to 64. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but considering the number of people I know who are over, let's say, 45, who and I'm one of them, yeah. who who have looking at the prospect of never working again. Yep. Um, yep. Really, never ever having another job because the, the, you simply cannot. The economy simply has changed to the point where um, companies are no longer willing to pay you for being smart. Right. Or or experienced. Exactly. No, they don't, I would I would be more willing to talk about raising the age as long as you raise the age discrimination level mm-hmm. to that a place where you're only going to spend two or three years unemployable as opposed to fifteen or eighteen years unemployable. And the second thing is I I would be all for closing you know massive Pentagon uh, cuts, Defense oh, yeah. Department cuts, and I think you should start with. Every Republican who's ever said that the government doesn't have real jobs, right? The start in their district. Real work, start in their district and close <laughs> all the bases in their district. Yep. Close all the military bases. Close all the military contractors. And when they start bitching, they're throwing people out of work. You say, No, no, those people don't have real jobs. Those aren't real jobs. Yeah. No, the military isn't a real job. Military, police, coast guard, those aren't real jobs. Building aircraft, those aren't real it's jobs. Just a big those are all bad government. government. That's, That's government. Just, yeah. Exactly, big bad government. Uh, because for as long as I can remember, Blue Gal, except for a brief period, you know, uh, probably during the, probably directly after 9/11, um, the military has always used um, job, job training and career advancement as its primary recruiting tool. The yeah, military has exactly. always and been a jobs been program. The, the avenue out for a lot yeah. of disadvantaged people. You know, out of poverty, the road out of poverty is join the military. Absolutely, and it's and it's join the military to get a job. Yeah, not to defend yeah. your country, not not to and to get an know. education, yeah. and to get and, get a free education and get a good job. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's that's always been not that they aren't patriotic, not that they don't want to save the country from the bad people or stand you know mm-hmm. between us and harm. All that is true, but as a recruiting 
technique. It's always been job program for second and third. And all the arguments against base closings in the past have always been, you're going to throw people out of work in my district. Right. Well, and, and worse than that, I don't know if you heard Gail Collins on Rachel Maddow this um, past week, but she was talking about how there is an F-135 engine. Oh, yeah, yeah. The F-135, whenever they build uh, this plane, they build an extra engine. It's in the it's in the Pentagon contract to build an extra engine because, you know, you might need an extra engine yeah. later, right? You never, you never know. You <laughs> and never it know. turns out, shocking news, those mm-hmm. engines are built in John Boehner's district. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so yeah. Gail Collins pointed out, you will stop building an extra engine for these planes over his dead body. He really yeah. does not care. That's how no. much he cares about deficit reduction. Pentagon has begged. Secretary of Defense Robert Gates has said publicly mm-hmm. that this is a place where there is waste, fraud, and abuse in yes. the Pentagon budget. It's yes. the F-135 engine. And by the way, one thing I really love in, this, in writing up notes for this show today is there's an F-135 engine blog. <laughs> <laughs> of course there is. F-135engine.blogspot.com has covered this story in great detail. So, and I hope you'll all go over and visit. It's very thorough. So, so. for all of the uh, – for all of the – Hundreds of F.U. George Bush blogs that have gone out of business in the last yeah. three years. Yeah, there's an F-135engine.blogspot.com. <laughs> that's doing just fine. Go for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and and the, it's an open secret in military contracting. This is, this is a complete no-brainer. Everybody knows this. This is not a secret conspiracy at all. That, that military contractors deliberately – subcontract out or break up the production of various things oh, yeah. to make sure one component is is manufactured in each fucking district. Yeah. 435 so, congressional districts, each one has a component for this yep. thing. Yep. And just about it. that evenly distributed too. Yeah. Yeah. So that if you shut down one aircraft, you are taking away jobs in every congressional every district congressman or a lot in of them. the world. Yeah. And it's and it's built and you think that's that is the most hideously inefficient way of doing it, but it's the most politically expedient way of doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So if you want really if you want to cut, you know, everyone knows the the that the big ticket items are entitlements, which the baggers will never touch. Yep. The Bush tax cuts, which for some reason, you know, these the moral house Negroes, um, the, the the poor white people who who think that they're one lottery ticket away from being rich white people, yeah, or or really really want their boss to get rich, so eventually some of the crumbs will fall off their boss's plate, and you know they'll they'll be able to get rich too. So they they'll they will die on the hill of defending tax cuts for billionaires. It's just crazy. Which is insane, which is absolutely insane. Well, that's but, why I think we need to reframe that whole debate away from tax cuts, tax cuts, tax cuts to tax fairness. Because there, if you're able to frame the question in terms of, look, what you make really has nothing to do with how much you pay in taxes. Right. It has to do with how many lawyers can you hire, how many lobbyists and congressmen can you own. And if you're able to do all of that, you can make, as Steve Martin once said, you can have a million dollars and never mm-hmm. pay income taxes on it, right? Mm-hmm. First, get a million dollars. Yeah. Well, I believe it's how, yeah. yeah. First, get a million dollars. Then. Yeah, and that's really, and that whole part about first getting a million dollars is the whole part that the, the teabaggers miss. Yeah, well, yeah, 
Yeah. First, you have to be rich. Then, well, I'm going to be rich one day. No, you're not. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. never going to be rich. Social mobility in this country has dropped yeah, you know, to nothing. Yeah. To nothing. You, if you're poor, your kids are going to be poor yeah. unless you change the social system. And the, and the tax structure. And the tax and the tax, structure. And the tax structure. Which, structure. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so that's, that's really that. Um, mm-hmm. You were talking to, to me and we were talking in our podcast notes about left-right and how irrelevant that is. Yeah. Because yeah. the majority of Americans are just ignorant. Just, just, <laughs> and, well, and not being nasty about it, but they're ignorant of politics because it's not something that they're interested in. They don't care about it. Yeah. They, don't, yeah. they don't pay attention to it. They don't, half of the you know electorate in this country pays no attention to politics at all. And there's nothing wrong with that, per se. Yeah, there uh, is. You know. Yeah, there is. There, yeah, absolutely there is. Okay, it, you, you know, tell me what's, what's horribly, horribly wrong with somebody um, just not being interested in politics. If politics is means voting on the people who decide how much poison goes in your water. Yeah, yeah. And how much lead is permitted in your baby food. And if you don't fucking get that, you know, I'm glad you don't participate in the political process because you you really don't have any. And I get people, I get that people are busy, I get that they're overwhelmed, and I get that they have work and three jobs. Believe me, I do understand that. But you know, you can take a short course on what's going on in the world that won't be more than the average, the length of the average episode of <laughs> Barney Miller. Yeah. You know, you can catch up on the, the events of the day, the important events of the day, and who stands for what pretty quickly. And if you can't be bothered to do that once every two years, come on, man. There was an article in the Las Vegas Sun about, you know, how could people vote for Sharon Angle? And this was clearly written by someone who was against Sharon Angle. Let's be clear yeah. about that. Yep. But they were <laughs> they were saying that there's this this sign that said four years of Angle is better than a life of lifetime of Reed. Uh-huh. And pointing out that, but Sharon Engel's running for a six-year term, not a four-year term. <laughs> yes, don't and, confuse me with the arithmetic. Don't yeah. confuse me with the arithmetic. And then, uh-huh. and he used that as a lead-up to say that they'd done a poll in Nevada, you know. And I'm not going to. I love how Rachel Maddow, whenever, no, no matter what state she's talking about, it's always the great state of. Yes. You know, the great state of Mississippi. <laughs> You're just like, wait a minute. <laughs> like Stephen Colbert's The Fightin'. The Fightin' yeah. 21st. There yes. you go. There yes. you go. Uh-huh. But this Bloomberg poll that showed that by a two-to-one margin, voters believed Obama had raised federal taxes and that mm-hmm. the bank, bank bailout had been a ripoff, when yep. actually exactly <clears throat> the opposite is true. Yep. We made you a, go back- the government made a profit out of the bank bailout. Right. And cut taxes for 95% of Americans. Yes, yes. If you go back to the PIPA, it stands out in my memory. that The poll they took just before the election, the 2004 election, mm-hmm. Kerry and Bush, mm-hmm. it showed that there was a striking drop-off in, in comprehension of basic positions. You know, Basically, a, a high stupid index on the right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you were a Bush voter, it was very likely you didn't know what the hell Bush stood for. Mm-hmm. You thought – his positions were about diametrically opposed from where they were. Mm-hmm. You didn't know he said this. You didn't know he said that. You didn't know he stood for this or that. You were a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. If you were a Bush voter in 2004, odds are you were a fucking idiot. Yeah. And that's just true. And that's people who voted. You know, the people who didn't vote fall fall completely off that chart because they don't even bother to participate. Well, there was that very famous poll that showed that viewers of The Daily Show knew actually more facts about politics. <laughs> the, you have to, to get the jokes. 
Yeah. You know, you in order to understand what's going on and and be funny about it, you have to actually know what the truth is. Yeah. And and they knew way more about actual political events than Fox News viewers. So. Yeah. Well, Fox viewers bathe. You know, their lies you're soaking in them. Well, I mean, and, it, and here's what here's a comment that I have about that that. I'm finding fascinating about this week. We have a Republican House of Representatives going into office. We're in a lame duck session. Mm -hmm. We still have a Democratic Senate, but the Republicans in the Senate can block whatever they want to. Those rules have not changed yet. So what happens Mm -hmm. when a number of GOP, Tea Party, class of 2010, (laughs) Congress people come in, with lots of enthusiasm and say we're going to change things and we're going to pa- we are going to pass a couple pieces of legislation for instance we're mm-hmm. going to pass a jobs bill or an infrastructure bill mm-hmm. which is going to bring jobs into our districts we're going to work for defense cuts uh, in the name of fiscal responsibility right. based on what the republican <laughs> former bush appointed secretary of defense right and Pentagon brass say they don't need. And, and who are these fictional Republican responsible Republicans? Who, and yeah. Tom Coburn. Okay. They'll I think there's eight it. of them actually now they'll, who have they'll. signed off on this. Uh, and 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 then of course it's it's now bipartisan. This is what's really interesting is. What happens when – now, Rand Paul's a senator, so let's be clear. Rand Paul's a senator. Right. But Ron Paul was the only Republican who signed off on a, a letter saying, look, this is serious and we really need to look – the defense budget has to be on the table. It's the largest discretionary spending we do. Right. And there are other Congress critters <laughs> – Mm-hmm. Who are interested in joining that band? <clears throat> what if something gets passed? I would be delighted. Well, but and what but what happens then if you're in the Senate? Do you block? Yes. Well, you do. Okay. Yeah. You put an anonymous <laughs> hold on it and let it die. Can you put an anonymous hold on a bill, though? I, I thought that was only on appointments. Um, that's yeah. a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I mean, but you can you put can, a hold. I, obviously, you can just filibuster. You know, yeah, you I don't can think they can do that anonymously. I think one <clears throat> you can certainly threaten a filibuster, and any group of people can do that. If if such a thing were to make it through, I mean, let's let's be clear: this is not a new issue. No, Truman. You know, the Marshall Plan was only the Marshall Plan because it was named after George Marshall. Right. If it had been called the Truman Plan, you know, it never would have passed. Right. It's in a certain sense bipartisan. There, you know, it was Reagan, I think, who said it's amazing how much you can get done when you don't care who gets credit. Right, right. So I'm in the getting shit done department. Mm-hmm. And if we can actually get some bills through that are good for Americans mm-hmm. and get people back to work mm-hmm. and get some sanity re- restored to our budgeting process, mm-hmm. I don't care whose name is on the bill. This is the difference between policy and politics. The policy could be, could be right as rain in these things. The left-right philosophical distinctions – are not irrelevant to you and me, but they become irrelevant when the country is now majority ignorant, apathetic, or angry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're just a mob of really pissed off people who hate stuff. Mm-hmm. And in that environment, what you have is this big group of people sloshing around, pissed off or apathetic, you know, alternately depending on their immediate circumstances. And the way you get them to side with you is to give them an explanation about why their world sucks. Mm -hmm. And the right 
just does a way better job of doing that than the left does. Yeah. The right tells them really simply, look, the reason your world sucks are hippies, gays, women, well, and, brown, but brown see, people, this immigrants. is the interesting part about that. Well, is, the, and the left ahead. argues about marginal tax rates. Yeah. And what, what does marginal mean? What is, what are you talking about? The Tea Party candidates seem to be interested in arguing about that too. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm finding fascinating is here we're talking about this. There's, the National Taxpayers Union, which, needless to say, is a little conservative-leaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm reading this article in Think Progress right now about conservative-leaning National Taxpayers Union and the progressive-leaning U.S. Public Interest Research Group. They issued a joint report about billions of dollars that can be trimmed from the defense budget mm-hmm. by ending orders for obsolete parts. Sure. And they're going to yeah. have this really detailed conversation about defense spending. Now, They end this article with a quote from a Virginia-based defense consultant who calls this the grim reality. The midterm elections are going to have a significant impact in terms of accelerating the contraction in defense funding. So here's my question, Driftglass. You just said that, okay, if the Republican House passes something along these lines, and that's where the budget starts. That's where the budget right. process starts. That's correct. And they pass up, they have to pass a budget. I mean, or shut down the government. That's their right. choice. If enough Tea Party candidates say, no, we're serious about the deficit, we're really serious about spending, we're really serious about, you know, and they somehow are able to bind and gag <laughs> their leadership right. Which, into going along. Uh-huh. And it passes, then what do the Republicans in the Senate do? Now, one of the things that I'm finding fascinating about that this week is Glenn Beck is holding puppet shows yes. against George Soros yes. rather than talking about what Rand Paul is doing. Well, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, of well, course. But to me, that's a sign that something serious is happening here. Well, and I'm not well, pu- I'm not trying to puff up Rand Paul as a hero. No. You know, I I photoshopped him as Rand Scissorhands and said, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your single lonely term in the U.S. Well, Senate, all six years, not four. You know, but and, and he has gone from Mister No ear, uh, Earmarks to maybe maybe earmarks to <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, he he is every McConnell bit sat him down and and yeah. might do the well, same thing. You know, now here we go. Now that's yeah. the, I mean, yeah. remember the, the the first thing. Look. The the second thing George Bush did this this is what there are many many things that happened during the Bush administration as we have discussed and that we that, remember that, yes. that that we remember that nobody else does mm-hmm. I remember that and if anybody out there has this video please let me know that when we invaded Iraq Fox News was out there with their cameras yes shoving the microphones in the in the soldiers faces saying Fox say rocks. Fox rocks Fox, Fox rocks. rocks yeah it was it was a video production mm-hmm. well the, one of the other things that happened early in the Bush administration was first there was a tax cut. Because that's what he promised to do. Mm Because there was a surplus, which nobody remembers, that he ran against, which nobody remembers, and which he promised he'd give back to the American people. He'd return to the American people. That's right. Right. Because you know what to do with your money better than Mm -hmm. than we do. Great. So he did that. Then his next impulse was, now we have to do something for the middle class. And that's when Dick Cheney took him out behind the White House. Who took him literally out for a walk in the Rose Garden and said, look, let me explain to you how things work, Junior. Yeah. And he came back from his little walk with Uncle Dick, and suddenly he wanted to give rich people another tax break. Yeah. And that's where the Bush, Bush tax cut comes from. You know, Cheney cut that shit off. You know, mm-hmm. there are some mean, serious, old white men in Washington 
who will cut a bitch yep. if if you step out of line. They'll give you a lot of their, slack. Yeah, for their corporate profits, which is what yeah. it was. You know, Dick Cheney made $23 million in 2003. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. He well, no. made that. Not, not Halliburton, not... Right. Him personally. Not X Files, not any, you know, him. Yeah. His mm-hmm. portfolio went up by twenty three million dollars in every, one every stitch year. of clothing every stitch of clothing clothing Liz Cheney wears Thank was you. bought with the blood of American soldiers. Exactly. And, and every every suit she wears on Fox is paid for with trust fund blood money of yeah. the, of the US soldiers that we celebrate. Mm-hmm. Their service this week at Veterans Day, absolutely. And <clears throat> don't forget that. So you have a, you have a coalition of newbies mm-hmm. who are all giddy and puppy like and want to change stuff, and then you have these hard old men mm-hmm. who are going to explain to them the facts of fucking life mm-hmm. in D.C. And and this is why what's fascinating on Fox is what they don't talk about. When there's a yeah, real crisis exactly. in conservatism, they never talk they about never it. Talk about they have it. puppet shows. And they, they don't talk, talk about, about Social Security <clears throat> cutting oh. Social Security ever. Yeah, Hell because no. they're they, they viewers. They talk about the Foundation. They talk about yeah. a bunch of other crap. So yep. the Kremlinology of reading what is going on about yep. in the world from the omission, the glaring omissions on Fox, mm-hmm. is fascinating. Yeah, it is. But the upshot is that what you said at the very beginning, Blue Gal. It's you know, ninety people don't know that ninety-five percent of Americans got tax cuts. No, they don't. And and once you've developed a base who will simply believe anything you tell them, mm-hmm. then. You can pass whatever you want in the House. Mm-hmm. You can filibuster it all you want. The next week, the story on Fox is going to be traitor Democrats dupe a few good-hearted Republicans into trying to destroy America. Right. And they were stopped and by the Barack noble Obama Mitch forced Congress to shut down the government right. against right. their will. Yeah. <clears throat> and the squalling half-wit pinheads on the right will believe it. Yeah. And just – and they will all turn – as one, <laughs> they will all goose step in, in the direction that they're pointed in, and that reform will be over. Mm-hmm. Because w- when you have an army that big who is willing to who's willing to be brainwashed, oh yeah, that's, and that's we've the, seen it dozens of times when pe- people on the right in that Sarah Palin Tea Party mode have been interviewed. Mm-hmm. By, by, you know, the gotcha media. It's so easy to play gotcha because <laughs> when you ask, you, know, you ask a direct stuff. question and then you explain it. No. Well, you know, it's because TARP ripped America off. No, actually, the bank bailout yes. made a profit and it's the money's been paid back. And the yeah. auto la, industry, you know, we're, we just la, 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 yeah, Oh, that never know. happened. You know, and, and you can and you can go right down the list. You know, the, the the as everyone knows, we should. You know, everyone knows the stimulus didn't didn't create or save one job. But and you know, let's, but that's just a lot. <laughs> you remember and, driving around this summer and yeah. at all and yeah. being stopped them, by construction constantly. Yeah. I was stopped by construction constantly, and there was always a big ass sign right there that said, mm-hmm. "This is being paid for by the the Reconstruction Act." American. Recovery and Re- Reinvestment Act. Act. Yeah. Worst Big ass sign. Right. But there's the – it should have been called Obama Roads. <laughs> Obama Roads. Damn you, Obama Roads. You're keeping me from fishing at the lake. Well, <laughs> and, and you know the, the, the example that he should have used, and I know this has been said elsewhere before, but was, were the Bush tax cuts, yeah. which is where you got a postcard before they came saying, your tax cut's on the way, courtesy yep. of George Bush. And then they arrived and they said, here's your tax cut from George Bush. And yep. they made a really big deal about well, the and fact – Stalin. You need to do it the way Stalin did it if you're going right. to – 
get any political mileage out of it. Count this shit in. Yeah. And and that's the problem. And again, going back to telling the better story. Yeah. You know, and the the X factor. Everything you said is true. What if they pass in the House? You know, what if they pass a reasonable set of cuts? What if the the young yeah. rebels really are serious and they want to do things? I agree with all of that. Yeah. But you always have to include in that long quadratic equation a variable. What? But what if your base is crazy? Right. Well. What can you get away they're with? They're very busy right now worrying about how George Soros is pulling the strings exactly. on the Tides Foundation. Exactly. So I don't know if that's actually a favor to Rand Paul by Glenn Beck. You know, I'm just going to come over here and distract my listeners no, and no, viewers no, no. so that you can get shit done. Or if this I, is – I just can't well, talk about this because the script hasn't been written yet to where I'm supposed the, the, to – Lumpy base, with Barney Frank, you know. The base I, has to, the base has to be kept angry mm-hmm. and pointed at the left at all times. Yeah, and that's that's what that that that's what purpose is served there. But the overall thing, the, the overall truth is simply this: that as long as you have twenty to thirty million Americans who are just as dumb as a bag of hammers and crazy and can be flipped on and off as a, like a switch, and it, it literally doesn't matter what happened five minutes ago, they won't remember, they won't care, and they'll go screaming into the streets, screaming, oh, you know, Bill Clinton's penis made me do it. Yeah. As long as you have that in your political equation, then everything else is thrown out of whack because it literally doesn't matter what you do. What you do. It, okay. it doesn't matter what the, the Congress does. It doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't matter what reality is. It doesn't matter what day it is tomorrow because they will be told – It's the fault of hippies, gays, and immigrants and Barack Obama, and they'll fucking believe it. Mm -hmm. And you can show them – and this is the part that we never we never let sink in on the left. We never quite accept that, no, it really – the right has – is is a different species than you and me. Well, okay. So they're going to do – let's assume that the the right crazies, that that 40 percent – what, whatever percent it well, is. Let, let, me, let me frame it a different way, very quickly. We will get budget cuts if Rupert Murdoch wants budget cuts. Okay, well, this see, but then you're asking a completely different question, which yes. is, what is Fox News going to do? And all of a sudden, we have to start talking about the Republican Party in every single case in terms of who actually controls the strings, Absolutely <laughs> which is right. Rupert Murdoch. Absolutely what is right. Fox going to do? Uh-huh. And I'm fascinated to... To think about this uh-huh. because it's a conundrum for them. You're claiming that Rupert Murdoch can turn the right wing of the Republican Party or the Tea Party or whatever we want to call it. Tea Publicans is the best yes. one I've heard so far. Yes. Tea Publicans. The base. The base. The base. Let's call it the base. Turn them on a dime. And if yes. last week we were screaming, it's the deficit, it's the deficit, Obama's a profligate spender, this is uh-huh. insane spending. Uh-huh. And flip that around and say defense is off the table. All of a sudden, no, 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 it won't be defense. Rand Paul wants to cut. Rand Paul and Barney Frank want to take away your military. Yes, there you go. It'll be you know, <laughs> we, for 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 six years we chased Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Now we're chasing Osama bin deficit. Yeah. Okay. We're we're never going to catch either one because they're both distractions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once once we get serious, once we get serious about cutting the Pentagon budget, you just watch. Do you remember now? Now here you go. Do you remember what? Again, this is the curse of a long not even memory. a long yeah. memory, just a memory of any kind. Mm-hmm. You remember what happened when the AARP stood in the way of yeah. George Bush stood in the way of George Bush's Social Security privatization plan? Do you remember the ad that came out? 
It was about gays. It was the absolutely. Gays in the AARP on, want to kill on your one side, social on the one security. Side it was a, on the one side, it was a gay couple, gay male couple kissing. Yep. And a green sure. X under it. Yeah, green X. Yeah. And on the on the right side of the screen was a soldier. Yep. With a with a with a cross through his face. Yep. And it said the, the real AARP agenda. Right. <laughs> and it didn't work perfectly, no. but that's what they'll do. Yeah. They'll simply say. Why do you hate America? Why do you want to leave us defenseless before terrorists? And Why does Rand Paul – I mean, and you're, suddenly, you're so right because case in point, Scott Brown, yeah. who is now on the list, <laughs> targeted <laughs> list yeah. two years exactly later right. of the Tea Party to target uh, him for defeat yeah. four years from now. So all, how did he betray the Tea Party? And, of course, betrayal and secret plans and how we <laughs> were secretly betrayed feeds right into the paranoia. And insanity, I, yeah. So and, you know, if, if something, Miguel, if 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 it starts to affect, if it's if any of this starts to affect Rupert Murdoch's bottom line, or his political agenda, yeah, or his which political is turning agenda. this country into a feudal yeah. corporate state yeah. with yeah. him and his people running the show. Yeah. And you know, remember, Blue Gal, we have always been at war with East Asia. <laughs> exactly. That's you know? so depressing. And you really have to understand that the people <laughs> who we're dealing with on the right. Are these are are brainwashed every bit as much as a North Korean citizen is yeah. brainwashed? Yeah. Hey, we need we need to end on a happier note than that. All right. <laughs> I want to while we're asking all of these questions, <laughs> I'd like to ask the apparently eleven Congress people from the class of ninety four <laughs> how those self imposed term limits are working out for them. <laughs> <laughs> there was and, no nineteen ninety four class. Exactly. Was, yeah. And yeah. and and to think too, we've, we've talked about that. We were talking about this in our pregame that you know. <laughs> The class of 94 included the abstinence interview with my mistress, <laughs> Congressman Souter, John Anson, and Mark Sanford. Yeah. So this class of 2010 that comes in, you know, with their, oh, we're Tea Party now, you know, and the D.C. is, is a corrupting influence. I'm telling you, yeah. save yourself. Yeah, please. <laughs> please, don't look back. Pillar of salt. Pillar of salt, people. Yeah. Uh, did you get that email this week about will Obama <clears throat> face a Democratic challenger? Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got nine of those emails this week. Like, yeah. Please. <clears throat> You're yeah. talking to someone who worked and made phone calls for Kennedy 80. Yeah. You know, we couldn't yeah. get rid of Carter yeah. with a Kennedy. Yeah. All right? But I, mean, you, I, I tell you, we didn't know each other, but you did drive me to the arms of John Anderson. You, I did. Even, <laughs> yes, even, you did. Even though yes, he looked did. like uh, Dennis the Menace's father. Yes. That was okay? Because he was the reasonable, you know, principled third choice yeah. that no one remembers. Guy. Yeah. Well, I re are you kidding me? I remember John Anderson. I uh, had breakfast with John Anderson every day for like – I mean, I mean, seriously, every day for probably three weeks, three or four Jesus. weeks, uh, he was a adjunct professor at Brandeis. Oh, okay. And was eating in the cafeteria. Just he just went and sat down and ate in the cafeteria. And I said, "That's John Anderson." Said, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. And I'm like, well, I'm going to carry my tray over there and ask him if I could join him. And I think he was the second person on the planet. He knew John Anderson knew that I'd gotten into Harvard Graduate School before my dad did. Wow. Yeah, the John Anderson. Oh, like I came, I came over and hey, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson, I got into Harvard. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. there's, there's some every there's time some trivia you for you, Chris Matthews. I'm going to bring this conversation. <laughs> <up. laughs> 
Yeah, but you know, you were hanging out with John Anderson in 1985, yeah. so shut yeah. up. Yeah. In the cafeteria at Brandeis. Brandeis, okay. <laughs> you liberal. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just saying, you know, Birkenstock styles, weren't you? Yeah. What what is it you called it? The 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 left wing fuck me list or fuck list or something? What did you call yes, that? The something like that. Oh, that that long list of um, long list of possible <laughs> challengers to Obama that's been floating yeah. around. Yeah, the 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 dream fuck list. The dream fuck you know, list of the you know, far left. If, you know, if Jesus and Gandhi had a baby. <laughs> And that baby became a liberal. That liberal ran a major blog that we can't talk about. <laughs> that person would be an awesome presidential candidate. And then we put some puma juice on it. Oh, oh, so awesome. Yeah, you know what? And they can run just... with Lady Gaga will endorse her. And yeah. it'll be awesome. Yeah. And we know that you're you're looking at that list one-handed because you're the other. You know, I believe me. You know, I. I hey, don't we've think been it, there. You know, yeah. that's the thing. It's this yeah. is not. I'm not. Mo- I'm mocking. Believe me, I am. You're self mocking here, people. Nothing but sinners here in this room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nothing but sinners here. And all, all I'm saying is, I I firmly believe that that president of the United States is a job you should have to fight for and earn every day you're in the fucking job. Right. You have to prove yourself, and believe me, Barack Obama has disappointed the fuck out of the base. Absolutely. And both of us. Absolutely. However, however, before you cut your nose off because your face is angry with you or vice versa, sit down and and take a couple of deep breaths and think about strategically, uh, would you be in better shape with him in there or not in there when it comes to Supreme Court nominations, Mm -hmm. signing the Lilly Ledbetter law? Getting rid of don't ask, don't tell eventually. Well, and think about, do you really want, because it's going to be, it's, I, I mean, it's going to be Huckabee or? Palin. Well, I don't think so. You you and I have a big disagreement about that. I think she's too fucking lazy to run for president. She's got everything she wants. But that, you know, we However, can, we, we've debated that. that before and we'll debate that again. But, <laughs> you know, if it's Mitt Romney or Huckabee, do you want eight years of that? Yeah. Really? Because that's and, where it's going, and and, and we got Reagan. Thank you very much. You know, and I, I and I was part of the problem with that. You know, and I, I get and I get that that it, there's a sensibility that says you got to crash the system. Mm-hmm. You know that you, you you never recover. A drunk, which this country certainly is, we have all the attributes of a, a, a dysfunctional drunken family. A drunk never recovers until they hit bottom, and this country hasn't hit bottom yet. And the mm, best, the, the 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 merciful thing to do is to crash this stumbling drunk mm-hmm. as quick as you can so we'll sober up and get right now i disagree with that mm-hmm. but if that's your mentality and that's the philosophy you're coming out of i can sort of respect the integrity of that but the flip side is cast your mind back because you're a liberal cast your mind back oh liberal listener and think about all the times in the past we have said certainly this country would be stupid enough to elect x Right. And that X turned out to be Ronald Reagan. Or that George X W. Bush. George W. Yeah. Bush. Yeah. You know, so looking forward, when you comfort yourself with the thought that certainly this country wouldn't be stupid enough to elect Sarah Palin, really? Really? Because I think we are. I think we're just about dumb enough to elect under the right circumstances. Yeah. Economic collapse, massive populist uprising, and a failed perception of a failed liberal ideology. I think this country is absolutely stupid enough to elect this. Oh, panel. and and if this country gets hit by another Cat Five hurricane, yeah. and Obama's in office, yeah. and there and there's literally nothing that can be done to prevent it, mm-hmm. 
and you know FEMA will do what it can and probably better than Bush, but it, there will still be massive suffering on your television for right. two months. Uh-huh. Doesn't well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right. what Obama does. When right. Obama killed Somali pirates, right. and by the way, where the hell did that guy go? Because yeah, yeah, you know. When he killed Somali pirates, the first thing out of Rush Limbaugh's mouth was, Obama's killing black teenagers. Yeah. Murderers. You know? Yeah. It, it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter what he does because whatever he does will be filtered through Rush Limbaugh's, Rush Limbaugh's little intestine. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the, and the, the howling mob will, will sop it up with a biscuit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you put together the right set of not implausible catastrophes, failures, or national problems, throw in a war, um, a terrorist attack, anything like that, and and there is a plausible scenario for seeing someone like Sarah Palin entering the White House, yeah. which scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And if you can't look back on the last thirty years and say I was mistaken when I thought this country could never—I mean, this is this started with Dukakis. Mm-hmm. You know, Dukakis yeah. like, eh, come on, I'm my head. How how the hell am I losing to a guy who's running racist ads and wrapping himself in the flag and who is deeply complicit in Iran Contra? Right. Fuck it, and he lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that is you know, and liberals keep making the same goddamn mistake over and over again, in that you keep underestimating the intelligence and the attention span of the American people, or overestimating the intelligence. Overestimating, and well, and the- underestimating the intelligence of Karl Rove and yes. the people who are able, time and time and time again, to manipulate that drunken mob of average Americans. And why? Because so they give them underestimate a them. They give no. them a coherent message. They tell yeah. them over and over again: hippies, gays, immigrants, and women, and baby killers, is and the baby big killers one. Yeah. are are the reasons why you your life sucks. Yeah. And the and the left has to learn how to deliver a message that simple, crisp, and clear. Mm-hmm. Or once once we start gets get sucked into marginal tax rates and public policy debates with people who don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You sound well, like an elitist snob. I seriously think we need, to, we need to start pushing this issue of Social Security privatization, Social Security cuts, you know, postponing the retirement age, all of that stuff and say, look, oh, yeah. this is what they want and push them back, push back with them on it. Well, you know? I, I would absolutely agree with that and go further and say we need to reappropriate some of that good labor mm-hmm. vocabulary from the 30s. Mm-hmm. You know, workers of the world unite. We need to start talking about working people, yep. working class, working man's values, and 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 fairness. Just like you said, Blue Gal, when yeah. it comes to tax, fairness in this country. Right. Reappropriate that the language and power of the rhetoric of the labor movement, yep. and infuse it with fairness and a liberal sensibility, and then you have a story to tell someone. You can tell them in two minutes. Yeah. Exactly. It's not fair that Citibank paid zero in income tax and you didn't. Fuck the yeah. end. You know, that's on a bumper yeah. sticker. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank our listeners. We are two weeks away from reading your emails on the air, and we want to thank everyone that sent an email to us. Uh, we're going through them now and narrowing down what we want to talk about. There's just so much good stuff there. It's not too late to write to us. Our email address is proleftpodcast at gmail.com. We are on iTunes, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, thank you so much, and we would appreciate it if you would rate our podcast and review it. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're listening to us uh, on our website, which, by the way, is professionalleft.blogspot.com, while you're there, there is an opportunity to drop five bucks in the hat and make this podcast viable. We really appreciate your help. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. (laughs) We were only going to talk for 35 or 40 minutes, and we've gone a little over. 
We ran long. Thanks to my ranting, Shock. we ran a little bit long. Yeah. Yeah. And the Internet Kitties only have one question, Blue Gal. Yeah. That question is, which side are you on, boys? <laughs> which side which are side you on, on This podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.